0: Welcome to Horns Up. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And today we've got music on our minds. Yes, it's time for everything else to take a backseat. Horns Up returns to its roots. You guys will only be listening to our voices as we talk about the music released in 2021 till June 2021 that's been keeping us company. Effectively, it's our best of list for the first half of the year. But before we do that, how has the first half of the year been for you, Peter?
1: Man, it's so strange when you look back, right? Cause I can't even believe it's been six months and you can look at it from both ways, right? It's gone really fast or it's been really excruciatingly long. Uh, but yeah, I was, when I was prepping for this, right? I was kind of surprised because, you know, since we talked to so many bands and all of that, you expect that, oh my God, there's so much music coming out, but there's only those few albums that kind of truly resonate with you, right? And you really want to go back to and in a kind of strange way, it's for me the same as last year. You want to go back to some of the sounds that you're familiar with, something that really hits you. It's not just about like, so, I mean, I don't want to like preface my picks too much, but uh, I think my picks kind of tell the story. What about you, Animesh?
0: Well, honestly, this year hasn't really been all that great for me um, so far. And I think that kind of tells in my music choices as well. I haven't been actively listening to a lot of new bands or new albums. My effective list of uh, albums heard this year uh, pales in comparison to uh, what we ended up doing last year. So I didn't actually... Listen to a lot of new stuff. But uh, yeah, I still managed to eke out some sort of list today. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I think that list will increase now that things pretty much seem to be going okay-ish. I'll leave it at that. On that note of slight uh, glimmer and sunshine, Peter, you've got a lot of bharas on your mind also, right? Although (laughs) you're deeming complete disappointments. I'll be frank. I mean... I haven't heard a lot of new music this year and even though there were albums I didn't enjoy, I can't dub any of them a disappointment. So spill the tea, man. What's, <laughs> what's, what's disappointing?
1: So, so it's only because I guess the single really disappointed me and uh, when I heard the album, I think I'm only two songs in and I'm like, is this really worth it? I, I think you know where I'm going with it. I, the album I has... honestly I don't know what you're what you're Cause, talking cause, about because the album has only five really long songs, and it's a band from Norway, the Dark Throne album.
0: Hey, but like it's not disappointing. It's it's know. a Dark Throne album.
1: Like I just feel that they kind of handed in the demos, and then were like, ha, this is the album, because I don't know. It's it's strange. Maybe because I had like expectations probably that's why it's a disappointment for me okay. and uh, maybe I hope like I'll revisit it or in a better sp- space and then kind of see but uh, yeah man I was just like because it, it feels like they haven't actually put any effort into the album when it comes to like recording it like it's it's like how do I put it, it's like they've gone back to the 90s and purposely want to like fuck with people and make them listen to really bad produced music right? and for me that's the thing I guess like if if I was listening to it in a cassette in the 90s and I'd be like oh my god this is true or whatever but come on man when 2021 we we all know that like the band enjoys glam and all of the thrash and all of it maybe probably it's the doomy side of them that I don't like because I like that punk thrash phase that they went through
0: see it's it's dark throne that's all i'll say it's it's dark throne they don't do things consistently but they still manage to do things in a dark Throne-ish manner and come yeah. on man like old school black metal recording uh, that kind of songwriting it's it's pretty much what i would expect from a dark throne release where maybe their objective was hey let's revisit our roots
1: I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much in them. I don't know why they don't do interviews.
0: We should cut up this part of our uh, of this episode and send it to Fenris and say, Hey, Fenris, tell us why we are wrong. Sorry, not tell us, tell Peter why he's wrong.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, Hey, Fenris, here's an invitation to come on, Horns Up. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Right. So is yeah. that the only disappointment for you or was so, there so, more? So far, so far, honestly. Oh,
0: like- okay. <laughs> i thought you were gonna slay like you know have this laundry list of albums that were disappointing <laughs> and you would be like holy shit!" i'm like yeah none of these albums are good enough for me man metal like needs to pull up its socks and stuff
1: but you know and that's what i'm coming to right because if you think about it in this what we kept talking about uh in our start of the year episode like albums to look forward to we were like yes this is going to be the year everyone's been at home they're recording blah 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 And when I came up with five, like normally, if this was any other year, I think between two of us, we would have been like messaging each other before this episode that, okay, let's make it seven or eight. Let's not keep it to five alone. But it was not that hard. Like after five, I was like, yeah, that's it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's us who evolved. I'd like to think that and not evolved. (laughs) you the most snobbish. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. No,
0: at all man like looking at my list uh there's no snobbery in it at all like you you'll honestly be surprised with my picks um but having said that you know this year it's been very easy for me to pick out a top five uh my long list didn't take a lot a lot of time i picked out top 10 like super quick and picking out the top five honestly was just asking my like spending like i think five minutes on it and purely on the basis of how much time i've spent with each album uh not on a basis of hey i really like this but i haven't yet got around to listening to it again that kind of a thing yeah so all my five picks at least they are albums that i've spent an inordinate amount of time with over uh since the time they've been released of course till june 2021 um so how do you want to do this do you want to go in alphabetical order do you want to do a ranked list i'm 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 prepared for both because weirdly enough uh my alphabetical order pretty much is ninety percent of my rank list.
1: Okay. So if you're going alphabetic, then I just have to do like alphabetic also. That will take me.
0: Hey, if you want to do rank list, that's always more fun.
1: I don't have a rank list. It's just basically like it just came to me when I was thinking and I just started putting it up. But I don't know why. I'm just looking at my list. I stop after G. Wow. Hey, yeah. Gonna- I
0: stopped after G too. <laughs> okay mm. i think I okay think, I cool think. <laughs> Alrighty. cool so let me begin then let me begin uh the first album on my list is uh, big braves vital um no surprise right i mean yeah, it's tough yeah. to categorize heavy as fuck that's how that's how i would introduce this canadian band we spoke to them at length on horns up episode number 134 check that out uh, highly recommend that listen Vital as an album, it's atmospheric, it's droney, it's dark, it's noisy, it's moody. It's an album so heavy and yet so soft at times that it for me acted as both a pillow for me to rest my head on as well as a hammer to blast through distractions and help me focus. Uh, beautiful album. I have to listen to it as an album. Can't listen to it as individual songs. Big Braves, Vital. Okay. Sorry,
1: you enjoyed I, it too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a good album. I So the thing is, I, a lot of times the albums we listen to just because like, we're interviewing the bands and all of that, right. And then later on, you want to still go back to them. So that's kind of been my fix. But I must make a correction, my uh, list stops at H, not G. I, I just put mm. down properly. So this is an album that like kind of took me by surprise and took me by surprise because uh, like I've mentioned many times, right, I keep getting all these promos of bands. So Typically, sometimes I look at, okay, what someone else is listening to, and here I must give a huge shout out to Arun from Moral Collapse, who we spoke to earlier this year. He was talking now and raving about a band called Adnosium. Ad Nauseam. Ad Nauseam. Yeah. Yeah, and that, oh, my God, that album took me by surprise because, you know, you, and that's why I really enjoy it. Because it's one of those albums, I mean, they're a death metal act from Italy. And it's also on this crazy label called Avantgarde Music, mm-hmm. which, no surprises, releases that kind of music, right? And yeah, the album is called Imperative Impersible Impulse. I, 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 I think you like this one. But
0: uh, yeah, was that I, because of a Kurt Angle reference?
1: Okay, maybe. <laughs> See I'm telling you wrestling not my favorite topic but uh, yeah man this album is it's not like your stereotypical death metal album. There's always like twists and turns. Each time I listen to the album I discover like a new facet and or a new riff where I'll be like what the fuck did they do? Like oh my god what is this and uh, that's kind of like what's exciting about metal for me right now because there a lot of like death metal you can kind of categorize, or there's sometimes where you always hear like death metal with me, and I'll be like, oh, I've heard this, or this sounds like this band. But Adnosium, uh, hats off to the man. They kind of like took me by surprise, and uh, thanks to Arun for like raving about them online, and me going and checking out the promo and being like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. So, okay. Yeah, that was my first pick
0: lovely so i'll move on to the letter c then uh, crypta echoes of the soul fuck yeah right i'll be brutally honest yeah 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 I-, I wasn't expecting this album to be as good as it is uh, echoes of the soul is the debut album by all female band crypta and weirdly it was released just months after an album from the band's alma mater if you call it that label mates if you could like and that is a fact uh, nervosa the release, the marketing, the narrative—it all felt like a cash grab attempt by the label, right? Like trying to, trying to basically, like you know, set up a uh, whatever. Like you have the boy band equivalent in for metal. Uh, but then, but then I spun the album and fuck me, it left me surprised with how good it is. Um, it's death metal with a lot of thrash speed and even punk elements. There's like constant movement in the songs. Uh, it's not one unique sound as such right and uh, the production is what i really enjoyed it's raw yet refined and most importantly i think the album released at a time when i needed something to party with and i think it's that element of fun um yes i mean the band certainly seems to be having a great time on the record you can hear that infectious energy as such and it's that element that has stayed on with me. Super party album. Um, I'll, I'll say that I'll say that. So, yeah. And we also spoke to guitarist Sonia Anubis on the podcast just last week, episode number 138, um, all the more reason for me to select Krypta's Echoes of the Soul. Surprising. Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. And you can see like, there's a huge grin on my face at this moment, <laughs> so you, while you moved on to C, I'm still on the alphabet B, and this is a band called Boss. Billy Eilish. <laughs> I'm telling you, with all these references, I think we're the only metal podcast that refers to Billy Eilish so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, Billy Eilish and
1: Poppy. <laughs> True. So this is a band called Boss Kelloy mm-hmm. and the album's called Family: The Smiling Thrush. I have no idea what that means. I think if you try to make sense of the album, that's where you kind of lose it. Because while they sing in clean vocals, right? I, for the life of me, have no idea what they're talking about. And I think that's what makes the album kind of cool. But just stepping back a bit, I mean, uh, Boss Calloid are a prog act from the UK. And while they've been around since 2010, and this is their fifth album they only got on my radar a few years ago with their third album Herb Your Enthusiasm and one of the cool things about the band right is that even on their last album Melted on Inch, they've been just like taking things up a notch. Uh, For me this was my pick-me-up album of the year so far and like I said the uh, whole thing is it's not one of those albums where I'm kind of dissect, okay, what's happening here, what are they doing, what are they singing about and what's cool is just, you know, typically you have these prog acts who are kind of like pretentious and kind of doing all these things, right? This, this is the prog act that like so seamlessly transitions from the heavy to the calm parts that you're like, wait, wasn't the guy like just like going at it on his guitar and now what's he doing like just, I don't know, just like tinkering along with it. And yeah, there's a great groove to it. I think for me, it took me by surprise because I had no idea there was a new album coming out by them. And like I said, the reason I keep revisiting it is just a quick pick me up for me, listen to a couple of songs and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in a good mood again. So yeah, that's my uh, second pick Boskaloid Family The Smiling Thrush.
0: Okay, lovely. Speaking of pick-me-ups, you'll recognize this one because the next album that I'm picking is, for me, a gateway to happier times when the world wasn't shit and we could actually enjoy music while sitting super up close and personal with the musicians. Any guesses? It's a live album. It's uh, Devin Townsend's Devolution Series number 1, Acoustically Inclined Live in Leeds. And it's an album that brings back all the memories from a similar gig in Bombay early to 2019, I think, where Peter and I fanboyed over Devin doing pretty much the same set and similar banter as heard on this album. And even if you're not using this album the way I did, like, you know, as a tri- time travel machine of sorts, well, you should simply listen to it because I think it's an excellent showcase of the man's talents. His vocals are magical, the music is heavy yet ethereal and uh, honestly some of the reimagining of songs because it now has to be acoustic is that's a lesson in just basic songwriting and also i must say it makes a great companion for long nights where you're just waiting for the day to break because the night is so dark super emotional super powerful stuff plus of course it's Devin townsend man you can't go wrong with the man
1: yeah i i totally agree because what i remember when they announced the track list The first thing I looked it up and I was like oh boy this is sounds, this looks very familiar and I think I actually pinged a couple of people who were at the gig like oh my god like we were hoping that the Bombay gig gets recorded but this is kind of as good as it gets right. The only thing you just need to think of like 50 people cramped up in that Levi's lounge. Uh, in there but yeah that's uh,
0: just completely seems like a like not a possibility in this time right now
1: <laughs> I, do, I don't think we're they going to-
0: and cuffed on me
1: <laughs> oh god that but is
0: not going to be possible anytime soon
1: I know I know <laughs> it, it, it takes like I get so nostalgic when I think about that day again and uh Yeah, we've done an episode. So, hey, go visit that episode where (laughs) animation, I just fanboyed over Devin Townsend. It's episode number seven. Yep. (laughs) All right. Uh, Going in alphabetic order, I'm now still at the alphabet C. This should not be a surprise to you. Uh, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. (laughs) Go on. The 15th studio album by the American Death Metal Institution, Cannibal Corpse. I mean, by this point, it's safe to say or it's safe to assume that like cannibal cops are like the ACDC of metal, of that metal, right? And really? you would call them the ACDC? Because it's like, they, I mean, come on, it's 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 cannibal cops, you know what's fucking coming. Like they're not going to suddenly throw in like a clean passage or clean vocals or anything. You know what's coming Okay, so to in you. terms
0: of consistency, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't like the ACDC comparison is weird because yes, even though I really like Black Ice, uh, which was a good album, but I like, you don't remember half the songs from Black Ice after you've done listening to the album. Whereas on this record, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was perhaps their strongest effort over the last two or three albums. And you know, the, the songs and the hooks and the, obviously because they've got a new lineup and it's such a, it's such a haphazard mix, right? There's no, like, like it doesn't, you don't feel like you're listening to one Cannibal Corpse band as such, right? Or one Cannibal Corpse sound. It's like there's a smattering of death metal done by Cannibal Corpse over the entire album. And that's why I, like, I, I really enjoyed it too.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things is you cannot, like, avoid the most obvious discussion, which is there's a new energy in the band with Eric Rutan. I mean, mm-hmm. while he was the producer in there, and I don't know what it is, like, because Eric Rutan has been producing them for like over 10 years. I yeah, remember- but this time
0: they let him write music. Yeah, yeah. And That's like, when I, still,
1: I still remember when Kill came out and that was, I think, the first mm-hmm. album he produced. Everyone was like, and he had that thing where he was also doing a lot of metalcore albums. So they were like, what the fuck? Cannibal Cops has become deathcore, this, that, mm-hmm. and all of that. This production is actually grim and dirty. Like yep. it's not the clean production of uh, slightly earlier albums. And you know, man, it's fucking cannibal Cops. Uh, how how can you not enjoy them? I mean, like every metal fan worth their salt is at least heard one album. And hey, we we should be grateful that hey they're still fucking churning out metal that's still awesome. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: excellent, and, excellent. Pick. Yeah. So yeah, extra points for the artwork, man. When I saw that <laughs> artwork, I was like, fuck yeah. Like this is- this Honestly, is I saw the
0: R-rated version of the uh, artwork first. And then when I actually saw the original, I was like, oh yeah, th- this is yeah. this is more like it. Like
1: This is properly like, out of your way violence, like violence unimagined. Huh?
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Super pick, man. Cannibal Corpse was an excellent, excellent album. It didn't make it to my uh, top five, but it was in my honorable mentions um anyways this is going to be perhaps my most controversial and perhaps most surprising pick hit me (laughs) and that's because listeners as well as you peter know that i'm not a fear factory fan
1: what yeah you got Fear factory on your list
0: (laughs) i know aggression continuum (laughs) is the first album from the band that i've heard in its entirety and that happened because and only because i finally gave the band a chance um it doesn't stack up to the band's best but come on man aggression continuum is such a ball of absolutely stupid energy it's it's a party album that came at a time when i really needed it and it's got it's got the signature bouncy riffs catchy hooks choruses that encourage you to sing along this is pop metal okay this is pop metal it made me fucking dance and i love it for doing that it's been making me dance pretty much anytime I want to dance yeah who would have thought
1: that I know who would have thought that huh? <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm telling you like if, if Dino listens to this and maybe I'll tag him so he listens to it he'll be like fuck yeah man fuck that <laughs> I think he'll
0: I think he'll uh I think he might not enjoy me calling it pop metal
1: Trust me, you know, for me, for me with that album, and right? And calling
0: it stupid, but it is. It's what? so stupid. It, it doesn't require any fucking analysis or this thing. It just makes you
1: want to dance. Well, I mean, come on, it it, it is basically like inspired by Terminator movies, right?
0: Whatever, whatever it may be inspired by. Uh, yeah, this is a dance record which you which you throw on when you just need to move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you've suddenly given me like marketing ideas for this. Is that Dino gets like a few of these electronica producers to like remix it or whatever?
0: Yeah, that'll that'll D- that'll totally. definitely sell. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Now you know which album is gonna come if I just say the letter G. And it's a band that both of us have talked so much about. And it's an album that I think You me, thousands of others were just really looking forward to. So let me cut to the chase, it's Gojira Fortitude. And man, I'll be honest, right, the singles was so varied, like they put out Born to One Thing, The Chant, Amazonia, it kind of wets your appetite that okay, what's the direction they're doing? What's exactly happening? Because it was so different, right? And of course, Gojira is going to try something new, right? It's completely different from what you've heard before. They're going to be some new guitar sounds like we always talk about and nothing will prepare. Like while you listen to them as singles, the moment you hit the album, I felt like born to one thing and Amazonia was like this one, two punch that kind of just starts the album. And, you know, just when you think that, okay, the first two songs are good. Third song, Hit you with that catchy as fuck riff on another word, man. What Mm. a riff that is. That just like, and it's throughout the song, right? So it's just going to get stuck into your head. You listen to the album more than five, six times, that the riff is kind of stuck in your head. And like, for lack of any other word, this album for me is like a full on album because it's just on. There's something like it just keeps going step by step. Except when it comes to like the title track, Fortitude, then it's just, you know, okay, calm down and it so nicely segues into the chant. Like that's what I feel that, you know, and I really appreciate bands who spend time kind of arranging that track list. It's not a bunch of singles that they've just put together right? And for like Spotify or Apple Music, what have you, or playlists. This is properly arranged. So it takes you on that entire journey and that's what I really, really appreciate about it i'm glad you
0: have it i'm glad you have it on your list because yeah it was going to be my final pick too. gojira's fortitude yes i was super excited for new gojira i wanted an album filled with the signature gojira template that's technically sound and that showcases that very unique style of songwriting the band's known for and on all those counts fortitude delivers so well um It was pretty much the only thing I was listening to while battling Delhi traffic because I found solace and comfort in those riffs as such, those chants, those grooves. And as you said, I love the way the album flows because it sounds like an album and not a collection of singles. It encourages you to listen to it in its entirety because if you're not and you're only listening to singles, then boy, you're missing out on half the fun. Um, It's an album that I still keep revisiting it's music that has somehow truly helped me cope with a lot of stuff. And I know this is a bold statement for me to make right now, but I think with fortitude, I've already found my album of the year.
1: Wow. So I, I, you, you cut me off at the last sentence, which is, and I'm going to put it now, which is makes sense to say now is this high probability, this is going to easily make it to like my year end list. And it's,
0: Oh, it's definitely in my year end list. I think, yeah. th- I think this is going to end up topping mine.
1: I mean, I I'm wondering like what's going to come. That's really going to like blow our minds in the next six months, <laughs> but Hey, challenge on to whichever bands are releasing music.
0: I know. Right. <laughs> so wait, so allow me to, allow me to absolutely put you under the, uh, n- not spotlight, but, uh, remove the rug from your under your feet as such by predicting, because you said the letter H was going to be your last letter. You're talking about Harakiri for the Sky Mare, right?
1: I I think animation. this is the thing about us doing a podcast for the last two years or so. (laughs) Like I've actually seen, and you're bang on correct. I've actually seen over the last couple of years, how similar our tastes have got eerily or our picks have got, but uh, We've also become slightly predictable to each other, <laughs> but yeah, we've spoken to this band uh, earlier this year, and like like you said, right? For me, this has been that album that I kind of go to for solace of sorts. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Mer, and it's an album. Literally, you can get lost into. I mean, you hit play, close your eyes, and you're just transported in there. And uh, yeah, I still can't get over the drums, man. Like, Hmm, these are so fucking intense. Like, I I get that, you know, post albums, whether it is black metal or whatever you want to call them, but anything post gets a bad rep. I don't know. Like this, this for me is what I would expect, like black metal in 2021, right? Uh, if you dive into the lyrics, like I've done, oh man, there's a lot of stuff in there that you, really you have to kind of unpack and um, yeah man I, I I think this is an album that I'm probably going to be reaching out to, especially since I hate the rains and the monsoon I'm going to reach out to over the next couple of months for sure again.
0: Fantastic so those were our 10 picks really I mean if, if you've been listening to the podcast most of it is not surprising at all because it features once again bands that we've talked about or talked with on the podcast, which is goes to show that, Hey, haunts Up is just us wanting to talk to people <laughs> and trying to figure out, Hey, how did you make that? And we end up liking it or whatever. Just trying to understand the music a bit better. Wow. Already. But having said that it's only six months into 2021, we've got a very stacked remaining six months left. Fucking, I'm uh, stoked about the new Jungwai Mamstein record. That's going to come out <laughs> towards the end of the month are you Whoa. stoked about it
1: <laughs> i'm not
0: i was just joking but yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i was just like okay <laughs> like, like young I...
0: Mamstein, we should definitely try and reach out to him uh because the dude is now doing uh live youtube interactions and chats and stuff i yeah. know he's on cameo too but there's no way i'm going to pay him money to chat with him <laughs> even though he's young Mamstein. but yeah <laughs> why is he still relevant in 2021 i hope the new album gives us some kind of a clue but besides that i mean um all this talk about a p- possible iron maiden album that oh has boy. that has animated
1: I, I i think i think that's like and as a marketing guy also i'm really like kicked about something like that because i'm like oh what's happening and to think of, of a band like Iron Maiden doing stuff like this, right? I know, like
0: there was a there was a Twitter comment which says that it's possibly the announcement of a collaboration between Iron Maiden and Taylor Swift, where where uh, which which resulted from the fact that basically uh, Smallwood basically going up to Taylor Swift and saying, hey, um, I don't know what to do on digital media, so you manage the campaign release
1: which which makes sense but then the, that also would imply a surprise drop of an album yeah I stuff. mean w- w- yeah so that's something
0: to look forward to I wonder what's happening on that front July 18th hopefully we'll get to know uh, what else I'm excited about the new cryptos even though most people aren't um
1: and to be honest I think that was again and I this is my marketing side Taking uh, you know precedence over mu- as a music fan, right? Is that I feel it was because of the choice of the single because I saw that the band has a kind of seen it also and they said that you know for those of you who like it faster, we've got one more banger of a <laughs> single coming out. So I think then no one will be disappointed.
0: That's but, due in October. Um, yeah. Any other albums you're really looking forward to?
1: Man, I to like the Beyoncé album would be oh yeah there's a new Beversi here too yeah. yeah and and the strange part is there's beversy and there's dirge coming out Now i don't know where the dirge will come out uh this year but uh yeah i mean suddenly out of nowhere you've got like two stonery sludgy yeah, albums coming out from india after i don't know how long like mm, true so, so that's uh there oh yeah uh ganesh just put out a teaser there's a megadrone another album also coming out. I think Ganesh is or Jack is going to be like the most productive Indian musician this year, releasing three separate albums.
0: <laughs> How excited are you about Metallica's Blacklist?
1: Oh boy, I, th- I think we need an episode for this, Ganesh. Come on. <laughs> and I'm going to reserve my comments about that.
0: <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Beyond that, there's a lot of new music that's slated to release in 2021 that hopefully we'll be making our way through. Um and yeah, there's a lot remaining on Haunts Up as well. It's not just gonna be our voices, you're gonna be hearing from a lot of other people, including a fucking almost two hour episode that <laughs> dissects the new Albatross single. So wow. let me let me yes, put
1: this in the we've, context. We've done that. It's it's a five minute song and we spoke two hours about it. Just saying. This yeah, is saying. we don't know. Just saying.
0: List. Just saying. Musical Nerdery at its finest. Yeah. What are you guys listening to at the moment? What's your top five of 2021 till June 2021? Feel free to share those lists, man. The more, the merrier. Uh, you know where to find us. It's hauntsuppod.com or on Twitter at hauntsuppod. And or if you really want to, you can individually just tag us. I'm on Twitter at Asmoani.
1: I'm at Crusher.
0: And thank you for listening, guys. This was Hauntsup.
1: Hauntsup, guys.